Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Krops. Hey, welcome everybody. It's the end of the week and it's Friday and you know what that means. It means this is Freedom Friday, where I, as your benevolent dictator talk show host, I give you the freedom to call and talk about whatever you want to talk about politically today. It doesn't have to be what I'm thinking about. All with an eye that what we talk about and how we talk about it makes a difference in our world because we use them to have persuasive conversations in our world. So we're going to get into that today. I want to let you know at the bottom of the hour, I have an interview with Kim Rice, former teacher. She is a Republican Senate candidate who uh, has been the victim, apparently, of some uh, the, the story we talked about yesterday, actually, which is about the Antifa gal who boasted on social media that she was taking campaign signs. Well, it was her campaign signs. We're going to talk with her about that at the bottom of the hour, which means if you want to talk about whatever you want to talk about today on Freedom Friday, you got to give me a call. And you probably ought to do it like right now. Okay. 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220 or shoot me an email to jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm. News. Yep. Uh, apparently, the so-called guy who is uh, living at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, <laughs> this guy who resides in the White House, I have a hard time calling him president, so I'm not going to. Okay. Anyway, I got an email from Jim uh, because Biden's coming to town, I guess, to give like a whole bunch of money to Kate. Like bags full of money to Kate, not Kate, Tina, rather. So Jim writes this email. He says, normally I would consider endorsement from a president to be a great thing. But I see this visit from President Biden for Tina Kotek, Kotex, he says, as an act of desperation. You'll excuse me now while I seek treatment for my Biden derangement syndrome. It says vote Democrat. Yeah, right. Oh, Dwight, thanks for the emails on Hunter and um, so forth. Uh, and Timothy, another poll. This one shows... Um, well, this is the average from the last three polls. So that's Johnson at 16%, Kotek at 34 Drazen at 37 Um, That's interesting. Interesting because the numbers are just bouncing around all over the place. 
Um, Ian from Oregon People's Vote. So Ian um, wrote a response to Shamia Fagan, the Secretary of State, to this Channel 8 article about how Oregon officials receive complaints about people going door-to-door looking for election fraud. Uh, and Shamia Fagan complaining about it. Okay? So that, of course, it's Democrats doing the complaining here, right? And, of course, these are in red counties, primarily. And NPR did a story on it. So, so Ian writes this response. Now, Oregon People's Vote has been out knocking on doors on target lists that look a little on the suspicious side. Now, so has groups all over the state, including Lane County, which has found an astonishing number of voters not living in places that they're supposed to be living. Okay, so here's what Ian, who's a really smart guy, uh, this is his response that he sent to Shamia Fagan. Dear Ms. Fagan, your quote for the KGW, for the story, or Oregon officials received complaints about people going door-to-door looking for election, is uninformed, misleading, and slanderous. First of all, let's discuss what we are and are not doing. I am part of a group in Marion County that's been working on election transparency. Those of us, notice how he said election transparency, not election integrity. Those of us who have been out canvassing are doing community service. We are simply trying to verify the accuracy of the voter rolls. If you have any questions about our methods or motives, you are welcome to contact us. Secondly, we are not agents of Donald Trump, as you have implied. Now, are we trying to spread the big lie, as you have stated? I might ask exactly what that means. But I've heard enough Democrat Party rhetoric to know that you're implying that all efforts to clean up the voter rolls are somehow part of an effort to lie about the 2020 election. This is irresponsible rhetoric coming from a secretary of state who is supposed to be in charge of elections for Oregon. You are disenfranchising. Notice that word because that, my friends, is the basis of the Mark Thielman and Ben Edel class action lawsuit, which you can be a part of if you want. Against Shamia Fagan. That her actions in hiding information, her actions hiding information is actually disenfranchising voters following on the Brown versus Board of Education thinking of the U.S. Supreme Court when they overturned many years ago Plessy versus Ferguson it's the whole basis of this lawsuit and it's brilliant anyway this is irresponsible Rhetoric coming from a secretary of state, Ian continues, who are supposed to be in charge of elections for Oregon. You are disenfranchising large swaths of voters and actively engaging in voter suppression. 
Our groups are trying to restore confidence in the election systems by providing transparency and oversight, by implying that any recognition that the system is imperfect and could be improved is somehow frivolous or at worst malicious. You are sowing doubt about elections in our community. Many people in this county are aware that the system is not perfect. In fact, we have found an error rate. Now, listen. In fact, we've found an error rate of nearly 30% in Marion County. Many voters are aware of how messy our election system is. Those people are disenfranchised because they believe their votes don't count. We're trying to remedy that situation and encourage those people to vote. The re- your rhetoric is actually discouraging, is actively discouraging them from voting. Please do your job and focus on making the election secure and transparent as all Oregonians deserve. If you would like to work together rather than slandering our groups with rhetoric, please reach out. We're happy to work with anyone to assist this effort. Sincerely, Ian Watts. Ian, thank you. I think that helps set the record straight. And if any of you would like a... um, me to forward this email response to rebuttal to Shamia Fagan to you, I'll be happy to do that. Just send me an email to jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news. Good for you. And I'm glad that Oregon's people vote and other great organizations are out there again, checking on the ability of us to have confidence that our voter rolls are clean. The problem is, of course, they ain't, and we know it. Uh, Barbara, thank you for a couple of emails, one of them being that ballots are being mailed across Oregon and Washington. Learn to be a poll watcher with Janice Dysinger. She's a good friend of mine of Oregonians for Fair Elections. This is... This Saturday, tomorrow, October 15th, at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Now, Western Liberty Network, this is a free Zoom training session. Okay? So if you are interested in this, you can just go to Western Liberty Network network.org rich is a good friend of mine we work together in the grassroots um field for years he's a libertarian by the way good guy solid as a rock western liberty network is what he does now to advance the cause of liberty amongst the grassroots western liberty network.org or you can just send me an email again and i'll forward this one on to you okay it is this Saturday at 1 p.m. It is a free Zoom training. All right, there we go. All right, there are some things going on out there that I do want to talk about. Vicki Brees Iverson, who is the Republican leader of the Republicans in the House, calls on the Oregon director Uh, Department of Education director hired by Kate Brown 
to resign. She says the governor should send him home with a paper packet and ignore him. Why? Because of how bad the 2022 statewide assessment results are. And they are bad, folks. <laughs> really bad. Colt Gill is the guy. She says ODE needs to get its act together. Instead of focusing on improving our students' ability to read, write, and think critically, the department has pushed forward the progressive political agenda in the waning days of their failed administration. Yep. That's right. That's an article that's out there today, and she is uh, right to do that. Uh, if you are... Well, there's other things out there. Let me just read to you a couple of headlines. How the Oregonian, Oregonian Live, Oregon Live, conducted its poll on Portland issues. See, the Oregonian's been stung because they refused to have DHM, their pollster, release the data until they got so much criticism, like from me and other pollsters, saying, oh, say, let's look at the data, the crosstabs, as we call them, to see who's voting for whom. You know, it's the one that said that that Christine Drazen's in the lead by a couple of points over Tina Kotek, which is a good thing, and Betsy Johnson is down there. Well, there's even more shocking revelation. Well, maybe not. <laughs> About what Portlanders think. Boy, if you think this isn't an opportunity for the right message... Well, stay tuned. I'll share it with you when we come back. It's Freedom Friday. What do you want to talk about? 503-589-1220. Back in a momento. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. It's 22 minutes past the top of the hour. Uh, by the way, I do not have an update for you on Christina Maliman uh, and her trial yesterday where the judge was supposed to pronounce either her guilt or her innocence for praying in public. At issue is whether the cops told her and the other people arrested with her, because there were eight people arrested in total, that they had to leave the Capitol grounds. Whether they used the words Capitol or just said leave. She maintains, as all of them, that they were not aware they were on the Capitol grounds. Folks, they were never at the Capitol that day. Anyway, I don't have an update for you because she has not told me. Uh, I texted her late in the afternoon and I've not gotten any response. So I don't know what that means, but I will share it with you when it becomes available. 82% of Portland area voters is the headline, want more cops. According to the Oregonian Oregon Lives poll. What? 
82% of Portland wants more cops? A friend of mine who's a political consultant um, writes this, says, saw a TV, a Tina TV spot with her saying more cops and more social workers. I guess because the social workers will prevent the shooters. And then my pollster comes back and says, yeah, I'm pretty sure that Tina was on the defund the cops bandwagon. Yeah, like basically all of the Democrats. We're speaking of Tina Kotek. Dale writes me a text message. Antifa equals Kotek. Kotek equals Brown. Remember the dictatorship of lost freedoms. Never again. Yeah. Never again. 82 per- Folks, you hear me say this. 82% in the polling world is an unbelievably high number. When you get those kinds of numbers, you have more than a tsunami coming at you. You really, really have got to change your direction. Now, this is exactly the roadmap that specifically Betsy needs to pull more votes away from Tina for her. And for those of you who support Christine, that's good news. Because less voters for Tina and more voters for Betsy means that Drazen's chance of winning, Christine's chance of winning, come up considerably. By the way, if any of you have seen the and on town hall, the video footage of Pelosi and Schumer reacting to January 6th in real time. A friend of mine sent me a portion of it, and this is real video. Not sure how it got released. I haven't bothered that far. But here's, here's Nancy Pelosi. She's being filmed in her, she's, talk, she's talking to Mike Pence. And then another part of the video, she says she's going to punch Trump out. Hopes that he comes into the Capitol. She's going to hit him in the face and hope she goes to jail. She's willing to do it, she says. What's interesting is that my friend pointed out is the absolute rage and evil in her eyes. Hmm. So Multnomah County, by the way, this is another headline on OregonWatchdog.com, gave thousands of tents to homeless campers. There you go. So let me ask you, does that encourage? Seriously, does that encourage homelessness? If you're making it easier for them to live in tents? What do you think? It is Freedom Friday, by the way, 503-589-1220 is the Power Buick GMC talk line. There's another headline here. Oregon picks a new director to lead the troubled public defense agency. Now, why do you need new directors to head state agencies at the end of a failed administration? Because you have a failed administration. Why? Because you pick cronies instead of capable people to run your agencies. And by and large, that's what Kate Brown has done. And it's a long list. You guys remember the unemployment check 
fiasco during COVID? Yeah, some of you do, because it took you forever to get your checks. I know, because many of you have told me about it. Yeah, and Democrats are hoping Joe Biden can provide the West Coast election boost that they need. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the guy can't put two sentences together, and when he does, he's lying through his teeth, and everybody knows it. The mainstream media has to, well, he didn't really. And then when he does speak the truth, immediately his spokesman and his staff have to backtrack it. They just did it yesterday. Now, Biden's coming to town to talk health care costs in Oregon because they're going to have this um, inflation reduction, basically, summit. <laughs> and he's going to sign an executive order. That's an Oregon Live, or that's a Coin Six rather story that's out there. He's going to be in town late, actually today and tomorrow. Um, so he's going to sign an executive order to strengthen and protect Medicare and Social Security. Really? So what does that actually do? Oh, now he's going to low drug prices. Oh, really? You know how well that's. All right, folks, back with state Senate candidate Kim Rice, an interview with her who has been the victim of the Antifa sign-stealing effort. Back with her interview when we come back. It's Freedom Friday. What do you want to talk about? Back in a moment. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. We are back 24 minutes. It's great to have you with us on Freedom Friday. By the way, I want to thank Freedom Heating and Air for being uh, one of our great sponsors for not only this radio show, but this radio station. You know, these are, um, well, I know we've got a great kind of an Indian summer fall happening here. Ain't it great? The weather fantastic. But, you know, if the old air conditioning system ain't keeping up, using proper English, if it ain't keeping up now in the heat, it's probably not going to keep up for you when it gets cold, and that's not too far away. That's why you need to call Freedom Heating in there. Don't delay until you really have an emergency. Give them a call now. Have them come out, look things over for you. 503-580-1456, 580-1456. Kim Rice joins us. She is an Oregon Senate candidate. She is a former um, school teacher, uh, Senate District 18 Kim, great to have you with us. Welcome. Thank you, Jeff. It's great to be on again. So it seems that you are the victim of an Antifa gal that is out stealing your signs and boasting about it on uh, social media. What on earth is going on and how did you figure that out? Well, <laughs> I was actually on my way down to the gun rights rally last Saturday when I got a call 
from a friend and supporter that they had noticed that on her social media. And Jeff, I've had signs go missing for weeks now of all sizes, even field size, four, big four by eights. Um, you know, wow. I, I don't know. I, I, you know, she was caught with 10 of my signs in her trunk. And um, according to the deputy, um, wasn't quite sure where other signs were at. I'm not sure if she's the one that's, you know, taken them all. But I know that she, you know, implicated herself in her social media posts and um, and then also admitted it um, directly to the deputy. So she was arrested Sunday night and, um, and booked and arraigned. And I'm just uh, waiting to hear what's going to happen next. I hope it's, you know, going to be some accountability for intentional election interference is what I see. Well, right, so so what does the law say about that exactly? What if if she is prosecuted and she's convicted? What what's the penalty? I that's that's a good question, Jeff. I'm not really sure, and um, and if if she'll even be held accountable to what you know the penalty is, and because she was caught with ten uh, yard signs, that's a like a level three theft um, because of the dollar amount in her car. So. I don't exactly know how things are going to happen. So we'll just have to see what our uh, Washington County DA decides, uh, you know, regarding it. I just have to say it's extremely disappointing to get this behavior from the the radical left. And um, I don't see all the signs coming down. I just see conservative voices being suppressed. Yeah, I mean, this is nothing new. You know, that sign stealing is an old art. That's been around a long time. <laughs> it certainly was when I uh, was running for office, you know, back in the in the late uh, 90s uh, and in the 2000s. Uh, folks, we're I've talking with Kim Rice for State Senate. You can go to her website, Kim Rice for Oregon. It's K-I-M-R-I-C-E, Kim Rice for Oregon. Dot com. You can learn a lot more about her, her endorsements, her policies, what she believes and cares about. Again, it's KimRiceForOregon.com. Yes. So in spite of, so, so what do you do when the signs go missing? Well, the very first week of October, we were planning signs uh, like Tuesday night. And by Wednesday morning, they were gone. So we go right back up and put more signs up. You know, my supporters have been amazing because I'm a grassroots candidate. I'm running on a tight budget. And people have just stepped up to help me purchase more signs to get those replaced. I, I'm just not going to be bullied with um, people wanting to shut me down. I must be over the target here because there hasn't been a Republican running for the seat in uh, over 20 years, I believe, and it hasn't been challenged in 10. So, yeah, here we go. It's, it's going to be interesting here. we got a three-way race between an independent and a Democrat and myself. I'm out knocking on all doors talking to a lot of Democrats that are ready to leave the Democrat tax factory behind. You know, just the, the, the crime and, and the homelessness, even in my areas, just it, it's it's in your face. We've got to make better changes here in uh, Washington County and the state. So is is that the, the thing that, that you are hearing most from the people that when you're knocking at their door, is, is it the concern about crime and homelessness? What 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 are you hearing? What is the main thing? Yes, it's it's either cost of living, Jeff, or 
or the crime and homelessness that's, you know, did not used to exist in their neighborhoods. It's the homeless encampments that they can see from their doors. And, um, you know, pe- people are concerned because they're not seeing, um, you know, real solutions happening. Yeah, well, I mean, that's pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. There's this poll that, that I just cited that, you know, the Oregonian released. And the headline is 82% of Portlanders. Now, this is just Portlanders. Mm-hmm. Want more cops. Now, that, that's a stunning number. In, in, you know, in polling, anytime you get 82%, that's, that's more than something you better pay attention to. That, that means that's rock solid, and it is yes. a powerful thing to embrace. So it sounds like you're kind of getting the same viewpoint from the doors you knock on from the people you're talking to, even though you're not in Portland. Because this, this issue seems to be moving from Portland. I mean, it's all over the state, homelessness and drug addiction. Are, are mm-hmm. people, let me ask you this, are people connecting the dots or do you have to connect the dots for them that it's Democrat ideas and this is why you should stop voting Democrat and vote for a Republican? Mostly people are connecting the dots. There are still some people I talk to that are like, no, nope, everything's great. And, and, um, and I'm like, okay. Nice to meet you. If you want to vote for a more affordable, safer Oregon, please vote for me. And, uh, you know, I wish them the best and and go along my way. But mostly people are looking for change. And when I speak with the law enforcement in the area, you know, they're mentioning um, homelessness, person-on-person crime is, you know, through the roof. And uh, they're, you know, they're noticing all this. They're maxed. I mean, call times, I'm sure, are longer, you know, response times to uh, to crime. Now, you guys have, um, in Washington County, which is the district, and why don't you just briefly describe the, the area that, that Senate District 18 is? Yeah, so I live in a really beautiful district because it's a blend of rural area you know, first soils and then the um, urban areas. So we have um, that kind of com- um, contrast. So we've got the growers in the city and we have about 144,000 people in the district, about 90,000 voters. And and what cities comprise the district? It's Beaverton, Aloha, South Hillsboro, and then we go down into the rural county, almost to Newburgh, Sherwood area. Okay, goes- all right. Quite, quite, quite far down. So, in Washington County, you have a DA, Kevin Barton, who survived a challenge from a leftist George Soros-funded mm-hmm. uh, candidate. Uh, so, do do you hear from people who that that people are not being prosecuted? That these crimes for catalytic converter theft and and homeless people assaulting and all these things are not being addressed. Are, are you hearing that from people no. or are you, are you, no okay. no I haven't heard I have not heard that at all from people in Kevin Barton you know we fought to get him reelected he does prosecute um, it's just everything sort of you know crime in general has increased is what is what I'm saying so I think everybody's hands are really full and um, you know from what I've heard you know even candidates in the primary that were running like Kevin Barton himself had signs stolen. So, you know, this is definitely 
an, an issue for a lot of people, nonpartisan races as well. And um, I, you know, the person that stole my sign, she actually uh, is a supporter of his opponent and the mayor of 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 Beaverton, Lacey Beatty. So, and my Democrat opponent, Wednesday Campos. So it's an interesting connection there. Yeah, it is. Um, it is one of those things that, I mean, it's not surprising. Typically, somebody who's out stealing signs is in favor of a particular candidate over the other. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's normal. Uh, what's interesting about this to me is that this woman is an admitted ad- Antifa associate. A well-known, mm-hmm. brags about mm-hmm. her mm-hmm. work and involvement with Antifa. Normally, it's not someone who is an anarchist trying to destroy the very foundations of society, mm-hmm. of things that make our lives stable. And that's what this woman believes in. So mm-hmm. do you think that this has any bearing on your race? I think it's actually going to play out in my favor. I think people, I've gotten an outpouring of response from people reaching out to me and apologizing about that not only the signs missing but the signs that are standing that have been defaced that we also have to go out and replace so yeah i mean i just think that you know that far anarchist left and the democrats area that supports them kim unfortunately there's the music that's the end of our segment thank you kim for IceforOregon.com is the website. Wish you the best, my dear. Kim Rice. Thank you. Thank you. Kim Rice for Oregon.com. Back in a moment, 648. No, that's not poverty. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Ten minutes till the top of the hour. Great to have you with us. Freedom Friday, last segment today. That means you can call and talk about anything you want to talk about. 503-589-1220 is the Power of Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to Jeff at 1220.am and jeff at kslm.news and I got a bunch to read to you. But first, of course, I just want to say, I just talked about my, or you know, power, power Buick GMCT. Well, all right, so mypowerhonda.com. Power Honda is one of our sponsors. Thank you guys for sponsoring both this radio station and this radio show. You're looking for a great used or a new car? Go to mypowerhonda.com. Dot com, mypowerhonda.com. Jim writes me an email, says, just reading Fox News about this shooting by some juvenile in Raleigh, North Carolina that killed five people. Gee, I can only guess since no details are available. One thing seems evident. They don't have a fabulous lock up your guns, common sense gun safety law like we have here in Oregon. 
He says, Shh, I'm watching an old Western from the 50s starring Charleston Heston. <laughs> Julie writes about greater Idaho. Two more counties are voting to extend the Idaho border to the Cascades and include Jackson, Josephine, and Klamath counties. I think the concept is interesting. The Dems are opposed to this. They want the taxes but want people to drive EVs with no polling power and no charging places between, say, John Day and Supplee. Tina and her ilk want to govern only the valley and tax and restrict the folks on the east side of the state. That just proves the Dems want to aid the people who live like themselves. Thank you, Julie. A state employee who shall never be named writes this. Channel 2 reported last night that so far this year in the greater Portland area, now listen to this, 1,000 shooting incidents, 300 people shot, 60 people killed. Yeah, but nobody cares, right? Nobody cares. Well, the mainstream media, you know. I know. Rich writes about Tulsi Gabbard. After listening to her short speech and about her leaving the DNC, she's made some great points. I don't know if she would fit into the Oregon GOP. <laughs> she talks about being for the people and the Constitution and not for any one party. Hmm. Refreshing ideas and not what I see here in the GOP, at least not from my few years of observation of the Oregon GOP. It's too bad the Oregon GOP can't sense the turn towards what's best for the state and the country. But I must remember that the GOP in the 1800s came out of the Democrat Party, mostly out of a disagreement about slavery. GOP was against slavery and, of course, the party of racism and hate. And the Democrat Party was and still is for slavery for us all. Yeah, sad but true. By the way, the Oregon Watchdogs got a great piece today. Actually, it's Oregon Catalyst. The Oregon Union's panic. Scramble to fix bad news. Well, they're running out of cash. You can thank the Freedom Foundation for that. And Gary, hang on. I'll get to you in a second here. Uh, yeah, they need money from other states. Now, they used to give money to other states. Now they have to get money from Oregon, uh, from other states for Oregon candidates. And their top union candidate, Joanne Hardesty, is running 24% behind. You know, she's the defund. Uh, she's backed by the AFSCME, SEIU, a whole bunch of others, the unions. And two union-backed congressional candidates are falling behind. That's right, Jamie McLeod Skinner and Andrea Salinas. Both of them are running slightly behind the Republican challengers. And the unions that help to bankrupt the liberal immigration nonprofit they were employing causing everybody to lose their jobs. Hillsborough's new season rejected forming a union. What? Yeah, that's one of those liberal places. And Kate Brown is toxic. And Tina is distancing herself big time from Kate. And they end with saying, so unfortunate because Governor Brown and Tina Kotek have passed so many taxes together, and you should see the graphic on that. And finally, Joe Biden's coming here to rescue Tina and the failing congressional candidates. Yep, expect that to be what they think is going to happen, but I'm telling you, Joe Biden is as toxic as is Kate Brown. Let's go to Gary. Gary, go Beavs. Hey, go Ducks. You guys got a big game tomorrow. I mean, 
You have to win that for your season to be something. Otherwise, it's pretty much over. Yeah, I know. It's the Cougs, too, and I'm going to be at that game. And they're tough. Yeah, they are. They're a good ball club this year. Very good. The pack is really tough this year. You could have a good team and still turn out a pretty bad record. (laughs) Sad but true, I have to say. Exactly. Hey, um, the latest Pulse. Oh, by the way, my book, I'm getting just wonderful reviews from it. People are loving it. Republic of Texas. Republic of Texas is the book. And where do they find it? Uh, Anywhere. uh, All, you know, any of the outlets, uh, Barnes and Noble, you name it. And then the uh, audio book is everywhere, too. Uh, Barnes and Noble and audio, audible, iTunes, everything is. Have you started listening? I, I am going to do that. I promise you I'm doing that today when I'm going around the field in the tractor. My question is, you're, you're, that's exactly why I wanted you to have it. <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> uh, you're, you're close with Betsy. What's going on? It looks like she has no chance. Is she going to throw her weight to Kotech or anything like that? Oh, no. Uh, it would be a cold day in hell before Betsy ever um, throws her support to Tina Kotek. Let me tell you personally, Gary, there is very bad blood between Tina Kotek. I, I would tell you that it was far more likely that if Betsy decided to drop out, which she is not going to do. Okay? Right. But if she did, she would, in my view, she would probably support Christine and ask everybody to vote for Christine. Rather than Tina, gotcha. I, I'm telling you, there's bad blood there. <laughs> and with Betsy, if you have bad blood, you're done. Let me tell you, I know. Uh, that's kind of what I thought, but yeah. you knew better than I would. And, you know, she's down around 15%. That's, you know. Now she she has polling that shows her in the 20s. Gary, got to go quickly to Art. And yeah. thank you, Gary. Right I appreciate it. Have a great weekend. Go Beavs. Hey, Art, you got like a minute. Go, buddy. Hey, want to wish everybody a great weekend and say the backbone of this great country of ours is our small businesses. And, of course, this state is death on small businesses. We got to all unite and fight like crazy uh, to make Oregon what it should be. But uh, lower, lower taxes uh, stimulates our economy. Everybody knows it. And <laughs> the uh, gross receipts tax was the biggest mistake uh, that the Democrats yes, was. and, and yes. Betsy Johnson voted for. Yep. We begged them not to do it, Jeff. And they did it anyway. They flipped us the middle finger. Yeah, and Betsy said that's one of those things she's got to fix. And I take her at her word because she always keeps her word. Art, thanks. I appreciate it. Be blessed out there. All of you, thank you so much. Look to my Facebook page for a Christina Mollymon update. As soon as I get it, I'll put it up there. Be blessed. See you Monday.